Okay, welcome Mandy to No Excuses Real Inspiration with Scott Marshall. So for the viewers who don't know you, um, just give a wee intro of who you are and what you do. Um, sorry, so just to introduce my name. Sorry, Scott, I didn't hear that to begin with. So just to introduce myself, yes? Yeah, yeah, so... Yeah. Um, um, I'm Mandy, um, Mandy Archer. I'm 49 and I am an open water swimmer. Um, and have been doing it for about a about just over a year. Okay, fantastic. So we're going to go way back to the start of your fitness journey. Um, we're going to go back to your school years. So what sort of activities were you involved in back then? Uh, school years, I did mainly swimming. I used to swim for a local club. Um, swam until I was probably about my late teens um that included a lot of drill swimming so a lot of following the rest of the club doing a certain stroke not doing very much else i probably played a small amount of hockey um but not involved in a lot of other team sports yeah so i preferred swimming as a as a sport really ah fantastic um so for yourself what was the challenges growing up within a sport um, did you have any? If you didn't have any, that's okay. <laughs> I suppose I'm on the shorter side, so I'm only five foot three. Okay. So anything that involved a lot of height, um, things like long jump, high jump, anything that would involve getting me anywhere, running especially, I just didn't excel at that. Um, yeah. It was not something that I really, I didn't find that I really enjoyed it as much. The same yeah. with the gym when I'm in later life. Didn't really enjoy the gym very much. Okay. So so let's talk about that. So let's talk about, you know, how did you get involved in, you know, fitness and adulthood? My swimming in adulthood, not... I think I started work and my activity level actually went down. Um, I didn't enjoy the gym um, I found it quite intimidating. I'm not of a, I'm of a larger build rather than to put it, you know, let's put it delicately. I'm of a larger build rather than a, a slim skinny that gets in the, the gym. So yeah. for me, it was quite intimidating. Um, yeah. You'd see all the, the muscle bound guys or all the um, girls in yoga pants all doing and it didn't really appeal. Um, yeah. I didn't really get on with the equipment either. I come off the couple of a couple of treadmills because I wasn't concentrating. Right, okay. Um, <laughs> so it, it just, I've always had a love of swimming and that was always in the background. But as I began to work, that never fitted in with my work routine either. Okay. Um, so my sort of activity level did fall by the wayside and became non-existent for quite a long time. Um, yeah. It's only in the last couple of years it's been rediscovered. Nah, good. And so obviously you mentioned you've been open water swimming for a year um, or thereabouts. So how did you get involved with that? My open water swimming uh, came about through the tail end of COVID, really. Um, yeah. Not that I suffered um, COVID or anything. It's just the when the lockdown occurred and everybody wasn't allowed the gym shut and everything else, it was a case of 
finding something that I could do to actually improve or just even be active to begin yeah. with. I think working from home and not having anything to really look forward to, walking around the block, there's only so much of that you can do before you get bored with the view. What does it? Um, <laughs> and <clears throat> Basildon, Essex is not the, uh, not the nicest place to be walking around either. Um, <laughs> it's, um, not, it's not the most prettiest of views. Um, and it just came about that, I think it was about June time, just when the pools had started to open, very limited access. Um, I got talking to a lady in the queue um, who said, oh, you know, you should try open swimming. It means you can get out and you're not having to wait for the gym to reopen or the all the pools to reopen fully. Um, so I added myself to a couple of Facebook groups that were local to, to Southend and Essex and just started, you know, looking at yeah. what they were for doing. So, you know, initially it was just turn up. I turned up at a lake having not got any of the gear and frankly, no idea to be fair. <laughs> um, and, you know, we, I went in, I'd borrowed a tow float. So to swim outside, you've got to have a, um, some sort of um, high visibility uh, yeah. little float. Uh, goggles and hat I've always got anyway. Um, and really in the middle of June, it wasn't going to be frankly too cold. Yeah. Um, so I turned up, I think I initially plucked up the courage. I think it was the end of August when I went. Um, and despite being really quite warm, the water is actually still quite cold. Yeah, that's and right. I remember getting in and the woman said to me, oh, if you can swim, just push yourself off. So off I went, not having had any induction or any clue yeah. and then really struggled halfway around. And I thought, why is my breathing not right? I can swim. And in, when I got back to the beginning, I got out, walked back to the car and thought, I don't really like this. I don't know if it's just going to work. I also said to my mum, quite frankly, it was too bloody cold. Um, because at 18 degrees, I thought I I can't withstand that. Yeah. And then I met up with the same woman who I'd had a conversation with in the queue. <coughs> and she said, No, do an induction. Do an induction with a couple of local coaches and actually get to do it properly. Yeah. Um, at which point I was introduced to two fantastic coaches. Um who actually took me to a local, another local lake, and who actually talked a group of us through it and how to do it properly. Yeah. To fantastic. actually acclimatise properly. No. And so who, who were those two coaches that introduced you? Um, there are a, a two ladies called um, Jill Anderson and Dawn McFarlane, and they run Try and Swim Well in Rochford. Um, they do all aspects of try um coaching specifically yeah. the the swimming side of things um but they took us through um a proper cold water induction told us about hypothermia or cold water shock how to actually get your body used to getting that um initial shock when you get into cold water yeah you don't you know immediately all breathe in and literally lose your breath as you first get in um and actually, you you go through a, a, a proper little routine when you get in the water. Um, yeah. You see people get in and 
your immediate reaction is to take a real deep inhale of breath and actually you need to calm that down yeah so you, you just your body gets used to that water temperature um and you keep yourself warm before you go in yep and then it's it's just built up from there really um getting new getting fitted for a wetsuit was hilarious um the amount that you just buy online thinking that you're gonna buy something that fits yeah when actually again you need to go to somewhere that makes sure it fits properly <coughs> around you and is best for swimming and again Absolutely. these two coaches were really good for that yeah so when you went out that initial first time you you didn't have a wetsuit yeah I didn't have the initial first time I didn't have a wetsuit. I was just in skins. Yeah. Um, and and how, again, it was a shock in 18 degrees. Yeah. And how long did you last in the water? You know, just in the um, Not very long. I, I did one lap of this lake, which okay. is probably about 360 metres. So not far when you think of it in relation to a pool length. Yeah. And I was probably in there no more than about 12 minutes. Right, okay. Okay, good. And then, so now you've moved on and you've got your, your wetsuit now, yeah? Yeah. And then, obviously, you're doing further distance now? Yes. Yeah. And then, so when you're in there, is it front crawl or butterfly or, you know, breaststroke? <laughs> oh, I only wish, I wish I could swim decent butterfly. It's crawl. It's all it's all front crawl. Oh, um, sometimes, depending on... Um, Water conditions, it might be uh, breaststroke. Yeah. If it's too choppy or bouncy, sometimes it's just enough to get in the cold water. You might just want to um, do breaststroke, but the most of it, it, it's front crawl. Yeah. And then when you go out, um, what's your preferred time to go out? Um, either yeah. first, what, at the time of the day? Um, yeah, yeah. Either first day. thing, like really sunrise time, yeah. where it's still a bit chilly, or evening when the sun's going down it just makes it for just a nicer time to look around yeah. um also in the summer where it's been busy middle of the day is just too too busy with beach hours um yeah. so quite often if you're down there first thing in the morning um and it's it's strange because you can have two days identical time to be going in but you can have two different weather conditions water conditions can change yeah. Um, I've come to love to swim the fog because yeah. it's really eerie, but at the same time, it gives you a mill pond to swim in, which no, for most for most swimmers is just they love that. Yeah, and then obviously, would you say you know swimming outdoors or you know swimming in general is a definite benefit of mental health? Oh, totally. Yeah. Totally. The my swimming has improved greatly. You know, I can get in the pool now. If I get in a pool and have a pool session, I can swim just under 2K on most occasions. Whereas when I first started going back to the pool, not having swam for many years, I was probably managing three, 400 metres. Right, okay. So the, the change in my distance, but also the cold water swimming. Yeah. There is this, it's really, it's really strange to explain to someone if they've not done it. You get yeah. a buzz from yeah. doing it yeah. and uh -huh. your body changes from being 
having all this insulation inside, you get cold on the core, but it like reverse reverses that when you get out. So it's like your core warms up, but from yeah. the inside out. No, totally. Um, I'm actually I do a wee bit of open water swimming um, here in Scotland myself. Um, I do that at Loch Lomond at Duck Bay Beach. So that's uh, there's a big group of us that go out. So, but now I can totally understand you know everything you're you're saying. Um, but yeah, um, open water. Um, it's, I'd probably say it's night and day compared to swimming in a pool. That's how yes. I, would, I would compare it. We would, yeah. a lot of us would much rather swim. See, I, I do both. So if I have the ability to have a pool session in the morning and an outdoor session of an evening, I will. Yeah. Um, or vice versa, if I can get, I would much rather swim outside. And I've had to change the way I swim from when I learned when I was a child, the yeah. stroke was so much different your hand if you've swam if you've swam a long time you'll understand that my hands used to have to go in right at the beginning of my head with my little finger upwards yeah my hand has now got to change that it goes like equal length and go out it's 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 a whole been a the whole learning process has been huge yeah um but really enjoyable at the same time no totally and then do you wear like uh, swimming socks and gloves as well? Or you... um, the glo- the socks, the socks go on. They haven't gone on yet. Um, I have to say, all the way through the winter last year, if I swam down at South End Beach, I was in skins and with gloves. Yeah. I only put a wetsuit on if I went in a lake. Yeah. So at the moment, I'm still swimming skins, and I went down to. I think it was about two or three degrees. No, but in a wetsuit, if I'm doing in a lake, then I'll put a wetsuit on. Yeah. Um, gloves, haven't put them on yet, um, but they may, at the moment, our temperatures are around 12, 13 degrees. Yeah. So when it goes down below 10, I'll probably reach for the gloves then. No, good. And then will you continue to swim throughout the winter as well? Yes. Yeah, good. And then will you do it, how many times a week do you normally swim if you can? Um, if I can, if I can get away with it, I would swim. I have a pool session every day Good. if I can. Open water session, probably at least three times a week. No, Across the I... month, I probably get a mixture of the two. I probably get about 27 swims in a month. That's really good. So I don't, I don't think that's too, that's too bad. Just don't no, tell I... my work. <laughs> not, not unless they're listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but no, so obviously you're part of a group that goes out. You, you mentioned yeah. that. So is it a large number that goes out regular? Um, there's the group of us is probably about f- between fifteen and twenty of us in the entire group that meet up on the odd occasion. But yeah. there's like little break breaks of us that go off. So there may be four or five of us that go off um, at any one time. We have favourite places that we swim. We have favourite people that we want to swim with. I know that sounds... Yeah. Oh, no, not no, that no, there's no, a favouritism, but you just have a laugh with the buddies that you go with. Yeah. And have you done any competitions yet? Um, we've, we have entered... Uh, what have we done? We've entered a couple that we've gone to swim... But due to water quality, they've had to move it on. Right, so okay. I haven't actually got to 
we've put all our names down for doing things like mile, mile and a half events. Yeah. And the events actually, when they've come round because of water quality, have been put back. Yeah. Um, but we have pushed ourselves with just, just swimming further, really. So I don't know. South End, for example, we swim along the front. But a couple of us have actually wanted to swim quite a distance from one end of the coast down under the pier. So like through the pier and out the other side. And for us, that's probably about a mile and a half, just coming up to two miles. Yeah. So for us, that has been quite a... And to swim under the pier, I suppose, for us, that's the longest pier in the, the southeast. Yeah. So we yeah. wanted to actually go, yeah, we've swam under that and through that. Um, that. So in the meantime, we've done those, but we've not been brave enough to... I haven't entered any competitions. It's not to say I won't. Yeah. I'm getting more... I suppose the encouragement of the others, because a lot of them do uh, triathlons. Yeah. Um, being around that sort of environment, it gives you that encouragement that actually you are capable. And again, that helps grow with the, the mental health as well. No, totally. I remember, obviously, you mentioned competition there in the, the tow float. I, t- I turned up to my first ever swim competition with a tow float, and they're like, oh, you don't need that here. <laughs> They sort of look at you going, no, you can't wear that. and Or can't you that. can't wear shoes. You can't wear aye, aye, so. one hat and things like this. And yeah. Yeah, but no, it, it was definitely a, because that was the first time I swam without a toe float. And that was a challenge. That was a, yeah. that was one and a half K, you know. Um, But I've not done any other events, you know. I think that was 2019, but hopefully back out in the water next year. Yeah, I would like to do that. So for yourself, Mandy, what does fitness mean to you personally? It's it's helped me grow as a person. Yeah. There's something about swimming that you have just got to, you shut everything else off when you get in the water. You can't have all your life stress going through your head. So it's such a good way to actually, you know, calm yourself. Yeah. and actually focus and the focus is on that one thing you can't thinking of right I've got me swimming I've got me shopping to do me decorating to do and this that yeah. and the other you just got to get in the water and go right my stroke my distance yeah. my breathing and you can't falter from that the moment your mind wanders off you know that you, your stroke will go amiss or your breathing will mess up yeah so it's it's so good for the helping your mind stay calm and focused yeah and, and I, I can't fault it I, I even the cold the cold water has an element of it that makes you just think it gives you a buzz but at the same time it actually really does help you and yeah. I, I can't explain it you obviously you swim yourself and you know yeah yeah what people try and explain it's like it's really weird you can just go look it, there is just something about swimming outside that calms the mind, helps you concentrate, is absolutely blinding for your mental health. Yeah. And it makes you feel good. You just want to do it again. Yeah. And then obviously, you know, for example, say you've done a swim first thing on Monday morning or Wednesday morning, and then, so that'll be you off to work. But now you're energised, you know, you're, you're ready yeah. to go. More positive as well. 
totally and it's i'm i do if i can't swim i miss it yeah. and i know for me that means it's a it's something that is just built up i've always wa- liked water always liked swimming but this is just it's just confirmed that you know the gym for me i don't every each to their own i just don't find it something that keeps my interest it yeah. doesn't keep me wanting to go back whereas swimming the water is never the same the I can go back to the same venue. It won't be the same water conditions. It won't be the same weather conditions. And that brings with it its own challenges. So each swim is a different challenge. And I don't regret a swim any, any time. Yeah. And then, so if we were to, you know, chat about, you know, compare, sorry, um, pre-COVID to post-COVID, you know, how would you compare your fitness levels? My fitness levels now? Yeah, yeah. So, um, your sw- well, let's let's base it on your your swimming uh, fitness levels. I'd like to say I am I'm active every day. Yeah, and it's you know compared to last year, this time last year, lucky if I get in a pool once every six months, every yeah. eight months. Now I'm probably in a pool at least one at least every day, or I'd be swimming at least, you know five, six times a week. Oh, fantastic. And then, so if I was to say to you, you know, um, what's the best memory of your fitness journey so far? What would it be? The achievement. achievement. Just the whole, I'm proud of myself for having pushed myself. Yeah. Going to get emotional now. It's, you know... I can't fault it, you know, I'm just, I love it. It's just yeah. something I, I enjoy so much. But at the same time, the whole achievement of being able to swim longer, swim further, the friends I've made and just the bonds we have, it's just, I can't fault that. Yeah, no, totally. Uh, it's good to hear that as well, you know, because it's a very social aspect as well. As much as swimming can be quite a, so, um, a solo event, because all you're doing is competing against yourself. Yeah. But equally, the friends that you go in, you can, because I've done a, a swim holiday where I've gone away with them all, and we've got all aspects of swimming levels, and you all get in thinking, I just wish I could swim like that person, or I wish I had the ability to do that. And actually, people look at you for inspiration to think yeah but look how far you've come yeah actually I just want to swim as fast as you do and you're looking to the next person it's as much as there's that bond of all of you swimming is still quite a solo thing that pushes your own boundaries no totally and excuse me so what's the what's your best compliment you've received so far you know since you've been swimming etc my best compliment um, <laughs> um, I've that th- people have seen that I've improved. People have commented of how quick I've got, yeah. how much strength I've built up, um, and that I'm always laughing. I'm always the one in our little group. I'm always the one that's come on, let's do it. I used yeah. to be the one that used to come from the furthest distance to be in the water, it wouldn't matter how long I was in the water. 
I was always the first one in. Yeah. No, fantastic. So obviously you, you mentioned before you used to go to the gym, right? And it wasn't really up your street, right? So, but if you were to go to the gym now and, you know, to motivate yourself, what type of music does motivates yourself, Mandy? Music? Music, um, yeah. I'm all, all sorts, to be honest. Okay. It really, do, it really does depend on my... Because I used to do boxing. I used to do kickboxing, oh, and right, I love okay. that. Um, so anything that's got a good upbeat, something that's going to keep you going, something that's going to be sticking in your head all day long. So I'd yeah. have anything from rock, um, 70s disco, anything, dance. Yeah. I would have anything that's... But then on the way home, something that's just a little bit more mellow just to, to chill out with. Yeah. Okay, so say, excuse me, say you went to the gym and you're going to do a, a boxing session, kickboxing session, and the your playlist mucks up and it puts the worst type of music on that demotivates you, what would that be? The worst music? Um, yeah. <laughs> or it, um, could be, it could be a certain singer or, you know, etc. <laughs> Somebody who really... Probably punk, probably punk or trance. <laughs> Okay, so you won't be listening to my playlist then. <laughs> each, but each to their own, you know, each to their own. It, it could, the thing is though, Scott, if you said to me, listen to this track, this really gets my blood pumping, this really gets, if you were to listen to it, and I think, well, actually, I can, I'll always like, listen to somebody else's choice and go, would that work for me? In yeah. what scenario might it work for me? It might help for the housework. Yeah. You never know. Exactly. Um, so what's the one thing you would like to achieve um, within your um, business in the next year? In the next year, either swim the Serpentine or swim Loch Lomond. All right, good. All right, you definitely need to do Loch Lomond. That's for sure. Um, I believe um, August will be Go Swim, so that'll be next year. So there'll be obviously 1.5, 3K, 5K, etc. So it should go on the website in the next couple of weeks, or if not. Just I'll now. get my name down for that. You see, and this is this it, it's the goals to put in place. So I'm no longer when when I first started, people go, "Oh, you could put your name down for this," and I'd go, "I can't swim that far." And yeah. now I don't look at it as like it's a distance. It's like no, that would be a challenge, and the place to swim it is just. It adds to that challenge yeah. as such. So, you know, um, if I was to ask you um, who's been, you know, your inspiration through your your fitness journey, your swim journey, who would that be? Um, there's three people. Um, Heidi Niven, which is the young lass that I started talking to um, in the queue. She's yeah. also the lady that tagged me in the Facebook comment to actually yeah. speak to you to begin with. She has just won the UK. Uh, she's one of the UK nationals. Um, she has got a phenomenal record um, with outdoor swimming as well as pool swimming. But her swimming is phenomenal. She just swims off like a rocket. Um, but she is so supportive of people coming up through the beginning and and helps people and she's always said that she gets a a rush out of actually seeing people achieve something 
but she has been one of the my inspiration and then the two coaches that I've worked really closely with that have been so supportive of helping me change my type of swimming and have been there and actually seen me you know push me that little bit harder make sure that I'm doing what I need to be doing so that's Jill Anderson and Dawn McFarlane. No fantastic so if I was to say what's Mandy's bad habits within swimming or (laughs) I talk too much you you talk too much okay (laughs) um I don't what were my bad habits when I first started um I couldn't sight very well um my sighting was a try I used to go off like a little wiggly worm um (laughs) I had no sighting um and I didn't rotate I don't rotate my from left to right as such to, right, to yeah. aid with breathing, but I'm sure I've got loads of other bad habits. Ah, right. <laughs> okay. And then, so when you're, you know, when you're out uh, swimming, um, what's your pet hate, you know, from other swimmers or, you know, people on jet skis, etc., in the middle of the day and whatever? Sorry, say that again, Scott. So what's your, what's your pet hate within swimming? Um, you know, it can be my pet hate, my pet hate. Other swimmers, you know, obviously, of swimming, some, I was going to say, if other swimmers, you um, know, sometimes you could get it, and in, in, especially in pools, you know, um, not being you know, <laughs> lane, lane rage in pools, yes, yes, aye, that's what I mean. <laughs> when you've got somebody that is either swimming too slow for the ability of the lane they're in, or they're swimming too fast for the ability of the lane they're in, yeah. So, if they swim too fast and they're permanently overtaking, they don't recognise they need to go up a lane. Yeah. And equally, if they swim too slow, but they're in a too fast a lane for their ability. Yeah. So you want to politely say to them, next time you book, can you go down a lane? Yeah. <laughs> or go Isn't up that, a lane? It's quite funny because when I used to be a lifeguard, that used to be the common problem, you know, because um, it's trying to, you know, you can't really tell people, you know. By what, the they're way, too slow? <laughs> by the way, you need to move out that lane, you know. But there used to be constant arguments all the time, you know. <laughs> I have, I think, and it's the other thing also I've found that people don't necessarily read the sign that you swim a certain way up and down a lane. Yeah, that's right. They just plough up and it's like, no, you, you don't get a choice to do that. Especially, I've seen that more so since covid where the pool have had to obviously deal with the amount of, because our lanes are quite restricted. So the number that yeah. you have in a lane is only, I think, 10 or 12 in a lane now. Yeah. So they are quite restrictive. So you'll have, but you do get, you do get the same people in the same lane. So you get to know people as such. Um, yeah. But well, outside, I don't, I don't know. Um, I, I bet you, I bet you any money now. You know, when you go for your next swim, you're going to pick up some pet hates and you're like, ah, I, I know it now. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, I don't think outside it's not, it's it's so different because you're all of the same. You're all, go, your same goal is all the same. You all want yeah. to get in, you all want to have a swim and there is so much space to be able to do it. Yeah. Um, I think you'll get more, you get more pet peeves when you're in a pool. 
Oh, totally. Um, yeah, but no. Um, so, see regards to obviously when you're outdoor swimming, um, do you track your swim at all, like via Strava, etc.? Yes. Yeah, good. Yeah. Uh, um, that's that's a good. Although thing. my mileage on my watch or my meterage on my watch always is far, far more than anybody else's. So they tease me that my sighting isn't good, and I go, <laughs> "But look, I can prove how far I swam." <laughs> It's quite funny when you look at the picture, you know, the, the swiggler, swiggler yeah. you know, after a swim. <laughs> it's, when you, it's when you look at it and you think, I did that. But when yeah. you compare it to somebody else, and I think if I stop and start too much, so if I, if I slow down or if I stop, and then I look at somebody else's, their, their yards or metres that they've swum is slightly less or slightly more. Yeah. But we look at it, I think we did one... Wednesday night, we did a Halloween swim. It was all in the dark, in the middle of this lake. There was probably about 20 of us going backwards and backwards and forwards across this lake. We all went home and said, right, what was the meterage of that? Because we didn't actually, it's not the normal route of the lake that we do. Because normally we go round it, we don't go backwards and forwards. Yeah. So none of us could agree what the meterage was across this lake. <laughs> nah, fantastic. Um... And then, so before we finish up, I'm going to give you some quick fire questions. Um, they're going to be to do with swimming and a wee bit to the, with, with the gym as well. Okay? Okay. Okay, so if you were doing a swim, would it be long distance or short? Prefer a long distance. Yeah. And then what about cardio or weights? Uh, cardio crossfit yes or no no lift fast or slow sorry say that again lift fast or slow I don't do either you don't do either right okay so burpees yes or no no <laughs> why not <laughs> 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 no, if I no, because no, just no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and then from everything you know, obviously I asked about your your favourite memory, but what's your best accomplishment? You know, within uh, fitness and your your journey of everything. Sticking with it. Sticking with it, yeah. Because it's so easy to go. Look, the weather's crap. I don't want to get out when it's cold. I don't want to get out when it's, you know, even going to the pool when it is tipping down, it is so easy to go, no, I don't want to do it. But yeah. I've stuck with it and I've, and I think that's for any accomplishment, for any exercise is that you stick with it. You don't give up. You know, the first, I can remember coming home the first time and saying to my mum, I don't think I'll stick at this. 18 degrees, it was bloody cold. No way. And then a year on and I've I've swam in, you know, I actually look forward. We're all looking forward to the weather and the, the water dropping below 10. Yeah. And so, yeah, to stick with it, I think, is my biggest, biggest achievement. No, fantastic. And before we round up, Mandy, have you got any questions for myself? What's, how did you start off in open water? Okay, so um, basically I had a personal training client um, and she always spoke about it, you know, 
how she was part of this group. And um, so I got some information. I got part of, you know, the Facebook group and, you know, the email uh, group as well. More or less along the same lines as yourself. And I went along one Wednesday night. I bought the, the wetsuit and all that before I went down. So <laughs> I'd done my research. Um, but my God, it was bloody cold. I think for myself, the experience was the first 30 seconds, you know, first putting your head under that water. But after that, I absolutely loved it because I was, I was roasting, you know. Um, but yeah, but from then, I've done so many swims. Um, and it's normally Loch Lomond, so it's normally about a 45-minute drive for myself. But our guys go out on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 6 a.m. in Loch Lomond, see the sunrise, and then some guys go out on a Saturday, and then everybody's out on a Sunday as well. So there's a good core group people that go out together. But no, nah, I would highly recommend open water swimming to anyone. And if you had a choice between a gym workout and a swim workout, what would you rather have? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's oh. A, is it. <laughs> Can I not have both? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, for myself, uh, I would go with gym, um, personally, um, because it's so easy to access. Yeah. Whereas the, the open water swimming, um, it's a bit of a drive for me to go to. So it's like, you know, if I was going to do it, it would be once a week at least. Okay. You know, because of price of petrol, etc. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, um, and the one thing I haven't done this year is get back in the pool because you have to book a lane, etc. And yeah. I just think it's a bit of a hassle right now. Um, and you mentioned that you get 10 or 12 people in a lane. Is yeah. that what you said? Well, yeah. <laughs> Well, here in Scotland, we're only allowed four in a lane, so... How many? Four. <laughs> oh, my word. No, that's a bit of a battle. I can understand that then. <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, but hopefully that booking system goes away soon. <laughs> and the last question, I think, what is the coldest temperature you've swam in? Um, the coldest? I don't even know, but... I, I remember I, and I, I attempted it once with my skins. Um, I went in, I think it was mid-September, um, but I lasted 36 minutes in my skins, so I was proud of that. So that was my first time going in the skins, so um, it was well below 10 anyway. So, but my God, <laughs> it took me hours <laughs> to heat up after that. <laughs> See, the idea is we all get out and have hot, hot, how do we do it out here? It's always a hot drink and cake. Oh, yeah. yeah. Always, so that's, that's the whole yeah. reason why we swim. No, totally. Although the place where, where the, the group uh, I, I normally swim with, we normally go to a costa, although it's actually probably colder in the costa than it is outside. <laughs> <laughs> no, but but no if I ever get to Loch Lomond... I'll make sure to uh, to hit you up and just say, you know, I've done the swim, let you know that I've gone up there. Yeah. <laughs> get some people up there. No, definitely. Uh, no, get get a group up, walk alone, and then I'll come out with you guys. Oh, brilliant. No, but uh, thanks for your time, Andy. No problem, Scott. Thank you so much. I'm just sorry I couldn't get my camera to work. 
Nah, it's all good. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers.